Welcome everyone to the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Days away from the debut of the entire season of Marvel's Iron Fist on Netflix. I've seen the first six episodes. Matt is aware there is a TV show called Iron Fist, and (laughs) we're going to bring it to you all beginning Friday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Well, Pete, as uh, as some of the critical thoughts were getting out in the blogosphere online, etc., last week, let's let's confront it head on, Pete. Uh, not not great buzz heading into into this first season. What's up? I think people have fixated, and it's it's something they've never moved past the the casting and performance of Finn Jones as uh, Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist, has been something that uh, every single review and reviewer has has pointed out. And I, I think we do a dual disservice by not recognizing, again, a... Okay, the character is Caucasian in the comics. That is the story. Could they have gone with it with an Asian character, which would create the situation? Then would you make his family uh, Asian, uh, which creates questions there as far as, you know, owning a huge New York conglomerate and, you know, obviously not as common a situation. Then do you have him be Asian and the adopted child of a Caucasian family? I I think needlessly adding some story beats on top of the story they're already trying to tell. Um, But he's the character. Uh, That's the way that it is. It's the way they chose to go. I really can't think, Matt, of a casting in this entire Marvel Cinematic Universe film and TV side of a principal character that we've looked back and said, you know, this was a poor decision. Well, Pete, certainly plenty of acting prowess to Finn Jones. I I, I guess I, I hear what you're saying, Pete. I hear how there would be these systemic changes had they gone more diverse. I think, though, I... I can sympathize with with some of the audience out there wishing that um, just as so much of Marvel television has been progressive and has been looking mm-hmm. toward diversity, it would have been nice if they found a story solution here. Clearly, they didn't. But I think, too, that is what that is. And, and, and I agree with you that there is a certain amount of rehashing uh, for that. I think, too, Matt, that, um, you know, so many people assumed that Marvel would just go with an Asian actor there. All the names we were seeing and hearing about were of Asian descent. But you got Finn Jones. He lobbied very hard for the role. He was the number one choice. He was coming off the, the most pirated uh, TV show, still the most pirated TV show, the most demand going for it internationally in Game of Thrones. So you're really getting him on the rise. And, you know, having seen what I've seen, I've got to say, I think it was the right decision. He's He's got the charisma. 
Uh, you saw a little bit of it at, at New York Comic Con. It's funny. Nobody left that saying, oh, yeah, really not, you know, sure about stuff and it looks bad. Yeah. Was it fish in a barrel? Was it was it a, a, a key uh, audience as far as demographics looking to please? Well, I think those people were pretty happy and it's not like we saw one or two scenes. Indeed. I mean, we saw <laughs> we saw multiple scenes from it and and it certainly appeared to be working to be exciting. And Pete, I guess that gets to the the second point here, and and you know how we roll. Old listeners to Fantastic Geek know how we roll, but I'll just say to new listeners, we always keep it spoiler free. Even though Pete has uh, Pete has seen a little bit more than I have, uh, I haven't seen anything beyond what we saw at New York Comic Con and and the commercials that are out there. But Pete, there's concern out there that maybe the quality isn't quite there, and I know that regardless of what we will find, we're going to call it down the middle. We might be the only podcast game in town podcasting every episode and every movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we are above all fair. In fact, Pete, I think fair starts with a PH too. <laughs> it might as well, like Liz fair. But um, yeah, Matt, that that's our calling card. That's what we're going to do. And we are not cheerleaders here. Are we fans of these characters and these stories? Absolutely. But we are not so blinded or dedicated uh, to them that we're not going to call it out if it's not done uh, well. Are the first six episodes of this series perfect? They're not. But I think to render a decision, as I've seen in so many corners, oh, it's not very good. You're not going to binge it. You've seen six episodes, okay? You've not seen all of it. We don't know what comes next. We can make some assumptions based on, you know, what's out there. And the reviewers are handicapped a little bit in terms of what they're embargoed to say and everything like that prior to, um, obviously, the air date, the debut date. Um, but this is akin, Matt, I've used the metaphor with you off air. This is like having your soup and salad and then saying, you know what? This entire meal is awful. You haven't had the entree yet. Certainly haven't had dessert. You got to give it a chance. And it's funny in so many corners, you were talking, uh, before we got started today about, um, the people on Twitter, I can echo not only Twitter, but also Facebook. I've seen so many people say, I don't care. I'm still watching it. Well, Pete, I'm reminded of that uh, that Adam Sandler movie exclusive to Netflix, Ridiculous Six, which had you know, had some some potentially terrible buzz coming out uh, during its production, uh, lack of sensitivity and so forth. And um, I remember... I'm not going to watch it. And I said, well, I'm just going to watch the first five minutes just, just to prove that it's insensitive and I'm above it. And uh, Pete, the most ridiculous people in that movie are the people who are insensitive, the people who are not culturally open-minded. They're the biggest boobs getting made fun of. Uh, least of all made fun of are the, uh, are the Native Americans in it. So at the very least, there's not enough out there to say, now I know why I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it because blank. Uh, I'm I'm eager to dive on into the show, and and we'll see how it unfolds. I think back over over the different Marvel shows that we've podcasted. Let's say Marvel Netflix, uh, to be specific. Uh, you were much 
we both enjoyed Daredevil. You enjoyed the first season much more than me. There were times where I felt the pace was was glacially slow. Um, Jessica Jones has some interesting pacing issues, I would argue, because you kind of have your you have your initial big showdown with the baddie halfway through, right. um, and and so on and so on. I mean, uh, th- there are some problems with the second season of Agent Carter, the first season of Agents of Shield, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, I want to judge this show for what it is and not what it is not. Would we have, would we have welcomed greater diversity to the, to the Marvel cinematic universe? Absolutely. Uh, I'm also reminded Pete, there were, there were a couple, uh, a couple Twitter pals of ours talking about how, how, you know, Marvel doesn't give female characters a chance, you know, except for two seasons of agent Carter, which did not have ratings to sustain further. Um, uh, and all the incredibly powerful women in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Jessica Jones and non-powered people like Misty Knight in Luke Cage and uh, coming to Temple, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, in a moment, I'll, I'll talk about uh, Jessica Hennick's just outstanding uh, Colleen Wing in this this series. I think, Matt, it, there are two things. Um, first, on the, the shows, and this is the sixth Marvel Netflix show that we are podcasting, the fourth Defenders, obviously the final one before bringing them all together on Netflix in that miniseries slated for later this year. We're going to be doing Punisher. Uh, we're doing Inhumans now, which is... Uh, in there as well. Uh, but as far as airing, this is the the sixth one. Um, show me a franchise that is six deep that doesn't have a redheaded stepchild or uh, an ugly duckling or one that's thought a, a little bit lesser. You know, we'll go Star Trek for a moment because that's the closest comparison as far as a film and TV universe and uh preparing to podcasts well we already have star trek discovery as as we do and you know getting ready for those episodes whenever they're going to finally air them you look back at all of their series and there are people who say okay it's obviously the animated series or it's voyager or it's enterprise or whatever that's going to happen and i think we get really greedy as not only fans but as critics too And it's a victim of the success that they've had. Um, The TV guide before Luke Cage airs calls it the most important TV show of 2016 because there is an African-American man who is bulletproof with everything going on in the world. That's a lot to live up to. You can argue that it did. At the same time, I was reading comments today on Facebook, people saying, well, yeah, you know, Luke Cage was too slow for me and I bounced or whatever. Um, it, it's bound to happen. It's inevitable. And that this is the first one that uh, of the at least the Netflix group uh, where people are saying, yeah, it's not that good. You're not going to want to binge it. Isn't that kind of like an embarrassment of riches? Well, bottom line, Pete, I know that we are looking forward to to taking the show as it is, judging it on its merits. Um, I, I don't think that's that's carrying its own water. Uh, I, I think that we're, we're just going to call it as we see it. Uh, it. It certainly is a high, albeit imperfect, pedigree that Marvel uh, television has produced. So, you know, good, bad, ugly. Uh, certainly, you know, 
if if some of the concerns are to be believed that that uh, the writing has proof or there is proof in the writing where it could have been better or it could have been more thoughtful, we'll we'll call that out as it is. Uh, hopefully, there's plenty of good stuff to call out as well. And indeed, Pete, I'm reminded of the words that uh, that Finn Jones had at New York Comic Con. We were in the room, Pete. He reminded everybody, wait until you've seen the show, then pass judgment before you make comment, because people will be very, very, very pleasantly surprised with what we're doing in this show. And Pete, these quotes were uh, were unearthed when uh, when Finn Jones had a little a little time out from Twitter in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it was it was unfortunate to see, and I think he largely handled himself correctly. So Finn Jones on Twitter had quote tweeted uh, Riz Ahmed, who plays Bodhi Rook in um, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, um, talking about diversity. And he had actually, Riz Ahmed had made some news prior to this when he, uh, the, the central thesis was if you don't hire um, Muslim actors, you're going to turn them into terrorists. So he made his own news there. Uh, Jones quotes um, a speech uh, that that talks about uh, forgetting diversity. We need representation. And uh, Finn Jones said representation is important and here's why. And um, a woman named uh, Asequin Hiron, who is from Singapore, She's also the creative director of uh, Geeks of Color. She replies, are you for real? And that began a little bit of a back and forth between the two of them that eventually led to uh, Finn Jones saying, you know what? I'm, I'm filming um, Defenders right now. I, I need to get into the character. I need to concentrate on the character and uh, I need to worry about that. Um, but he was not driven from Twitter. It was a it was a self-imposed situation. Um, I think thoughts were expressed on both sides. It never reached what I've seen, um, you know, headlined as white splaining. Nor is it his. Uh, well, I'm Caucasian, uh, you know, I play the character, it's, it's the way it is type of situation. I, I, I think he, he had the dialogue. I think it's necessary dialogue in, in 2017, again, with everything that we're dealing with. Um, you know, some ancillary discussion was, you know, how much of his stunts does, uh, Finn Jones do. And then, you know, that came up, but, you know, I think it's largely Matt much ado about nothing. I think people are looking for something to talk about this and there's no, Hey, wait till episode two when the hallway one take scene like daredevil, or where do you see the, the menace of, uh, you know, David Tennant's character, or, you know, the, there's a there's a big twist with the the 
antagonist in Luke Cage midway through the season that's going to have everybody talking. There, there's nothing to grip onto. So I think people have grabbed onto because this happened right around the time the reviews came out, his performance. Well, I know bottom line, I take heart in, in the comment that Finn Jones made uh, after returning to Twitter uh, saying, we've gone to great lengths to represent a diverse cast with an intelligent, socially progressive storyline. Pete, I'm more concerned about the storyline than I am the casting of one actor. Now that said, would you know, and as we discussed before, would I welcome the opportunity to change up uh, the character? Heck, much as they did um, with uh, with uh, Nick Fury, albeit that was a you know the ultimate universe. Blah 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 blah. It made its way into into the mainstream. So making these changes um, can have lasting effects and can have important effects. That said, he's one actor. Tell me a story. Tell me this intelligent, socially progressive storyline. That's what I'm looking forward to. Because um, otherwise, white, Asian, purple polka dot, you know, if it's just a guy, you know, fire fisting his way through a bunch of fight scenes, that's what's going to make it boring. Give me a story that I can get, get my hooks into. And Pete, I believe, and again, no spoilers here, just going off of what, what we saw at New York Comic Con, Pete, the notion that there is this, that there is this, um, this, this powerful, rich, multi-generational family in New York that, that, that give us the baddies. There's the father, bad man. He's got his kids who he's grooming to, to be similarly bad and take over. Pete, I don't know if we can find much metaphor uh from that to, to, no, to comment on our all. real world but i'm looking forward to see what the show does with that i've really been kind of surprised given how prescient that stuff is right now that that hasn't come up more in the reviews and okay so perhaps people are it's not usually like critics to not go political and, and point it out when they see it there's no way our marvel creative team thought trump was gonna win and we'll have this uh you know older blonde businessman with tiny kung fu hands and you know his his uh son with uh slick back hair and uh his pretty blonde daughter running the company. Um, but wow, boy, does it make an impression as you're watching the show in early 2017. But back with the diversity. So, you know, we've just talked about four Caucasian actors. Okay. Um, it's not as if this show isn't diverse and representing because obviously it is a reflection of our world. But um, Jessica Hennick's Colleen Wing, Matt, is a revelation. This woman's going to be a massive star. We picked it up in the room at New York Comic Con in the way that the crew, which had shot their final frames that morning um, in uh, October, a, a Saturday, was just gushing 
over her and so supportive. You can tell when you're there. Okay, yeah, there's the the actor who's on the show and everything, but when they showed a scene in which she fights in a cage uh, at a, at a fight club, uh, it's actually been been put out there since by by Marvel in the show, um, and it was the first time anybody had seen that. And the way the cast was was coming over to to you know view the the two screens on the sides of the stage. And, you know, right in front of him was the crew. And then Joe Casada was a little further behind them. And not the too way, far from us. That's not too far out. from us. And the way they erupted and reacted. And I think that that is going to be a very similar reaction to her character when people are able to sit and watch this show. She's tremendous. Um, yeah. Again, would it have been great if they made the decision to go asian on danny rand and then uh you have colleen wing anyway it absolutely could have worked um but for who her character is and how she plays it i i think that they've got the appropriate level of representation on top of the other uh diverse cast choices throughout the show well, it, this is a discussion I look forward to continuing to have as we break down the episodes. Um, there have been various points, Pete, in the shows that we've podcasted where, um, where you know, we've gotten feedback where it's like, not not that we are, I, I think, ever, um, we're not ever political in our in our podcasting, but we 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 look at real world connections we look at uh, metaphor and things of that sort and the times that the people have sent in an email or sent a tweet and it's been like you know on agents of shield just let let the agents fight you know fight the robots why does it have to be about such and such well because it is because either they they intentionally are having a discussion about larger things uh or we as intelligent viewers can have that discussion separate from what uh, what, what the author intentions might be, that's called critical thinking. That's called viewing smart TV and this, the platinum age of television. So, And it's their ability to make a statement on what's going on without directly making a statement of what's going on. It is, it is art, but art is a reflection naturally of life. And, you know, I, I get it. People don't want to be, uh, you know, dictated or pandered to or, or what have you. But at the same time, you have to have the, uh, artists opportunity, you know, it's, it's their platform. And if they choose to make those decisions, they can choose to do it. You can choose to not watch if it offends you or if it's, you know, not to your liking. Um, you know, just one other piece about the, um, you know, some of the critical reaction, with the show matt this i think getting to clearly the more ridiculous criticisms so uh if you know the iron fist story from the comics um and and we're going to be talking obviously about uh kunlun which is the uh the location where uh danny is trained um the way that he acquires his powers is by fighting a dragon named uh, Shulao. And um, that this is making headlines that critics are pointing out Shaolao not to appear 
on screen in Iron Fist, I think highlights some of where this criticism is coming from. Again, embarrassment of riches. We live in a day and age where you can turn on HBO and you can see dragons flying and breathing fire and uh, eating uh, people. <laughs> on, on a show that costs in the neighborhood of 10 to $15 million an episode, I'm going to be real upfront with you. There's no way they have that budget on Iron Fist. It is an unrealistic expectation that people are coming to that. All right. The, the, the show that just, or the, the show, the, the, the Marvel TV shows on Netflix that were just in Harlem and, and launched a rocket into a Chinese restaurant. Okay. And had a woman flying all over Manhattan when she jumped and uh, had brutal gritty fights in hell's kitchen and a big hole that they're gonna fully cgi a dragon in a fanciful um either real world or extra dimensional setting i th i think that's an unrealistic expectation sorry to let everybody down that they didn't do that i didn't come to any kind of uh expectation that that was going to happen on the show they deal with the character. It's addressed, so they, it's not like they say, "Yeah, you know, the dragon he fights in the in the comics." We're not even going to address that. And who knows if they eventually return to that? There was a lot that happened in Daredevil season two that people had been clamoring for in in the uh, context of Elektra that they added the Punisher, and now he's getting his own show. You know, the, these are expansive universes, and if it's worth getting to eventually to tell a story, Matt, not just to throw you the, the CGI lollipop, I think they'll get to it. But your thoughts on them not including a super expensive CGI performance because it's in the comics. Well, I guess, first of all, you, you can't have it both ways and say, we must Thank be you. slavishly dedicated to everything in the comics, except for changing this one thing. Um, th that said, can I imagine a world where there's an Asian Danny Rand and you still have a great computer generated uh, uh, dragon? Sure. But I'm just saying, you know, it, to a certain degree, it's either one or the other in terms of nothing can change and let's make positive changes. Furthermore, the world of, the world, the, the defenders' world that we've seen differs from the, what we see uh, on Agents of Shield. Now, obviously, it's the MCU, but that street level notion is something yes. that they are that that they have used to their story advantage because you know certainly the other shows have used various levels of effects, but they're they're digging deep into this notion of the thirteen episode arc um, and, and exploring what that means, whereas Agents of Shield has more of that razzle-dazzle and goes around the globe and has more of the, the wow effects. It's a little it's... bit more of your popcorn, you know, despite the fact that this is the, the binge model, uh, it's, it's more of a slow burn because they know that people are going to come to it. You know, they want to pull you in obviously on agents of shield with, okay, here's the, the, the CGI plane and makes a big turn. And, you know, certainly their effects do a tremendous job on a on a tv 
budget. They do really pick and choose what they what they put on there. And you're talking 22 episodes, and you know there there are financial considerations there as well. But that this is what people are are fixating on. I don't know, Matt. I mean, season one of Daredevil was about revenge and Catholicism. Uh, season one of Jessica Jones was about PTSD and and recovering from metaphorical sexual assault. Uh, season one of Luke Cage was about was about seeing the world through through the eyes of of the black experience. Can we make Iron Fist more than whether or not he fights a CG dragon or not? I mean, I would much rather complete these thirteen episodes and say, you know what, Pete. They, they they let me down in the diversity end. Let's let let's have that discussion again. Let let's and let, if let's... it's stereotypical or if it's cliche or anything like that, we will be the first ones to point that out. And I I do think that there is a very fine line there. Um, but again, six episodes, no dragon. Focus in on the Caucasian as opposed to an, an Asian casting. You know, I, I've not heard legitimate beefs about this show. Um, I don't know. You know, sometimes when when people are riding high and here they are in the in the fourth leg of the race before they they put the whole relay team together uh, later this year might be a situation where where people are thinking all right this is the weak link i'm going to take some shots here we would love to hear from listeners on this truly i mean we don't we, mm -hmm. we never filter the the feedback that we get um and uh you know whether it's reaching out through us on twitter or or email whatever it might be on facebook we'll give all that contact info in a little bit but reviews on itunes Whatever you want to do, we want to hear it, and we will, we will read it. We will react to it as far as uh, getting your voice heard on the podcast. Well, Pete, now let's talk about uh, let, let's talk about how often we'll be podcasting Iron Fist. Pete, for longtime listeners of the Fantastic Geek family of podcasts. Uh, I, well, we have a little bit of an upgrade this time with Agents of Shield currently on hiatus. Uh, we're going to be doing Iron Fist, obviously starts Friday. Uh, after that, every Monday and Wednesday and Friday, we will be doing a new episode of Iron Fist. And that's going to take us deep into S.H.I.E.L.D. territory. When S.H.I.E.L.D. returns, we'll uh, be doing two Iron Fists a week along with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to be, to be watching Iron Fist at a faster pace, or at least podcasting it. Uh, at a faster pace than we have just because you know we live in the real world and we podcast uh for fun and uh you know the the the, the couple of bucks that come our way go to pay the podcast bills so you know sometimes those real world uh constraints do do take over but luckily no shield uh no no this no that and doing three a week i'm super excited about so again the iron fist podcast by Fantastic Geek, hitting the ground running with three episodes per week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, starting this Friday. This being the fourth Netflix show that we've done, it's been 
a, a process of developing a system for the the binge model. We've tailored it a little bit. You know, we we tried to come out a little hot out of the gate with uh, Daredevil, uh, at least initially. And you know, I, I I think looking back, we've we've addressed that. But you know, while we only have the one show uh, currently airing or available, we're certainly going to take advantage of it. Um, as far as content, that being said, what we're not going to do is shotgun all of it just to get it in because we feel very passionately at fantastic geek that the podcast is meant to be the companion to the TV show that you would watch the TV show. The ultimate compliment for us would be, and and we've heard this and we're going to, we're going to give some, some, uh, some feedback we've received on, on iTunes in just a bit, but you know, the ultimate compliment is that you would watch the show. Then you would listen to us and, and be able to, to pair that and to chew it over with. Cause that's certainly what we use our opportunity to podcast and, and talk to you all people out there. Um, and, and, you know, have our dialogue about the show and certainly for you to be involved. I would say, uh, as a companion to what you just said, Pete, uh, a companion to the idea that we are a companion to the show. Uh, I think our, I think our first view podcasts hold up nonetheless on rewatch. So if you do want to shotgun the whole thing this weekend, you know, things like, because I, I don't watch ahead I, for an episode or two of daredevil. I watched ahead. Then we went back and podcasted it. And I'll be honest, I couldn't keep track. Well, is this the episode where he goes to Melvin Potter? Or is that the next episode? So I do it one at a time. I know sometimes Pete, you know, like we are now you've seen, you've seen more than I have, but, um, you know, things like, um, oh, how in episode three, they're setting up the big reveal, uh, that, 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 uh, is only revealed at the beginning of episode four. Us wondering, well, gee whiz, could this be headed towards something? If you, the listener, know that it is headed to something, all we're doing at that point, I don't want to say all, what we are doing at that point is pointing out the narrative structure where they're building towards the, the response the audience is supposed to have. So it, it works both ways. We've heard from people who, uh, heck, Pete, as recently as uh, as today, you know, we heard from a listener who was going back and, and re-listening, to, uh, re-listening to the Daredevil podcast. So... Hopefully you watch with us. That's the highest compliment. And if if not, we'll still be breaking down the episode each week for you to uh, for you to revisit. And speaking of feedback, Matt, we have uh, two reviews here left to the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek on iTunes. Uh, the first is by Crescent Moon six two one. That's our friend uh, Crescent Moon Cottage Donna Rosado from Twitter. The headline is another Marvel show. Uh, five stars, and it reads, how can you watch a Marvel show and not follow along with Matt and Pete and their podcasts? They are honest and fair when it comes to recapping an episode. Wouldn't listen to any other geek podcast. That's just, thank you, Donna. That means an awful lot. You can listen to others, but we'll take being first place in your hearts. Thank you, Donna. The second um, review here was left by Jim Heem. The uh, headline is Look No Further for Your Iron Fist Podcast, Ellipse, five stars as well, or any other Marvel Cinematic Universe 
movie or TV podcast for that matter, begins his review. I didn't know how fortunate I was to have stumbled on Fantastic Geeks Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast three years ago. I wasn't a regular podcast listener at that time, and I had no idea how the quality could vary. I am now subscribed to every Fantastic Geek MCU TV podcast, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and I always, always, I think he meant to say, I always listen to their MCU movie reviews. Matt and Pete are amazing hosts. They are always professional and always prepared to deliver a great show summary commentary, analysis, and even speculation. And they do it on a regular schedule with no rambling, giggling, or any other antics. Subscribe today to the Iron Fist podcast by Fantastic Geek. It's the perfect companion to the show. Well, Pete, I, I will admit I had to stifle a giggle at his, uh, at his kind words there. But yeah, I think that uh, our, our format is this. Let's have an intelligent discussion about this show, the three of us, me and you, Pete, and the listeners. And, you know, we hear from listener feedback. We, we, we have the listeners there. They're, they're certainly part of it. And um, that's kind of the gimmick. The gimmick is there's no gimmick. There's no, I don't know, razzmatazz. There's no cussing. There's no, let's go on a 20-minute, uh, you know, ramble here about things going on in our lives. You know, we... We bring that stuff in hither and yon. I don't think that we're exactly, you know, the mysterious men behind the microphone. But people aren't here to hang with Matt and Pete. People are here to talk about Iron Fist or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage or Daredevil or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Agent Carter. I always hope Agent Carter will return. Uh, and humans, Punisher, Marvel movies, etc. So let's have that discussion. Let's keep it on. Let's keep it on uh, on target here. And uh, Pete, I think the biggest compliment I took from that was his appreciation of our regular schedule, because I know I'm a podcast listener, and there's some podcasts I've been listening to six, seven years, and you kind of count on them. And the weeks where they say, oh, we're planning on not being here next week because real life, you go, okay, that's fine. At a certain point, you go, I miss my podcast. Mm -hmm. So we like you to not miss fantastic geek by us giving you stuff every week simple as that whether it's on these individual feeds or on the uh the pop culture podcast by fantastic geek feed or if you're just checking in on fantasticgeek.com there's always something there at least once a week to uh to to have the discussion going super flattered to be part of people's schedules and their plans and that's something we both take very seriously in terms of how we're going to deliver this content. The other thing too, I think is important is length. Um, though not stressed in that review, you know, they talked about some unprofessionalism and, you know, thank you again, Jim, for, for, you know, crediting how we approach the show, but we're also not going to give you a, an overwhelming three hour and 15 minute podcast on a 44 minute episode of TV. If anything, Pete, I think what we learned, what we learned transitioning to Marvel Netflix, where, you know, an episode is an episode, except for when it's a 58 minute episode. Or if there was one 65 minute Luke Cage that yeah. you saw the runtime and you were like, all right, let's hope there's a lot of punching. <laughs> but uh, I mean, point being, there are some episodes where we say, okay, 
we have to talk about the choreography of the Daredevil Hall fight. Uh, we have to talk about the use of music here. We have to talk about the sound effects. I think these are important discussions to have, some of the nitty-gritty kind of you know film and TV production stuff. I think, too, at the end of the day, it's about three things, Pete. It's about the story. It's about the story. It's about the story. So if you That's get a longer episode in there, do people really want us to spend 25 minutes on the type of color used in the fabric used by, you know, Hitman number two? Or should we just say, Pete, did you notice that some of them were in gray and the one guy was wearing a charcoal color? I don't know what's up with that. Hey, if anybody knows things about fashion out there, let us know. Back to the story. That's what we keep it about, the story. And not that, you know, recognizing other things going on in culture aren't important, but only as they relate to the culture that we're addressing. I mean, we have a pop culture podcast, uh, but you have to keep it. You have to steer it to what it is you're doing and, and not giving you non sequiturs that are nearly completely without value so thank you donna thank you jim we're gonna keep doing this for you and uh thank you for your kind words and you know anybody else you you agree with them you disagree with them go on itunes you help us you help others either way well pete let's talk about other ways people can be in touch with the podcast let's start with you on the twitter you can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, -E -E 9,052 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast in a whole variety of ways. We are Fantastic Geek. That is fantastic with the P and the H on FantasticGeek.com, Fantastic Geek on Twitter, and Instagram, fantasticgeek at gmail.com is the Gmail. Do leave your thoughts. In fact, if you email about, or I guess even, even tweet about it, but especially if you email about an episode, do me a favor. I'm spoiler free, Matt. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one checking those emails. There's no usually. dragon in this episode, Matt. <laughs> yeah, or 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 if there is a dragon, just do me a favor. Comments for episode 108. Then say there's a dragon finally in this episode. That way, I'm not spoiled. Just as we don't want to spoil uh, the audience. Or so episodes dragon, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Pete, how can people also be in touch with Fantastic Geek? You can get yourself over to Facebook.com forward slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word. Like it. And just like the Twitter, you will be able to uh, pay attention to all the things we're doing between Iron Fist, between all of the other uh, Marvel Netflix Defender heroes we're going to be getting to uh, Punisher, I think, a little sooner rather than later. We have started our Inhumans uh, podcast. Inhumans will air uh, first in IMAX theaters uh, in late August and then uh, on ABC in September. We have at least seven episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. remaining. We've got all of Agent Carter. We are the only podcast fantastic geek is that has given you every single episode of the marvel cinematic universe we're up to 151 or 152 um so it's all there it's all there for you to listen to um and we're we're looking forward to bringing you more in fact pete you mentioned 
Punisher. Let me get one spoiler-free bet in there. I bet before uh, Iron Fist is all said and done with its episodes, I bet we get the reveal that uh, the Punisher series hits TVs, hits Netflix this summer. That's my spoiler-free bet. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> Anyhow, Pete, we will be back this Friday to uh, to podcast the first episode of Iron Fist. Looking forward to digging on into that. And then, uh, of course, back on Monday with episode 102. Uh, you might be listening to this on the Iron Fist podcast feed. You might be listening to this on the, uh, on the uh, Pop Culture podcast feed. Regardless, the conversation will continue, and, uh, and we look forward to having it with you. So with that, Pete, I'm going to say goodbye to all our listeners and give you the final word. To harness your chi, you must learn inner peace. <laughs> <laughs>